was nothing I could do Nothing I could do Hello and welcome to This Is Something I Can Do, Overcoming PTSD and Trauma with Aromatherapy. I'm your host, Amanda May Fitzgerald. In these unprecedented times, we all desire to make a difference with the division, violence, climate change, and sustainable energy issues. We all know the time for planning has passed. It's time for action, but it is difficult for our voices to be heard. I'm a trauma survivor with PTSD, and my flight, fight, or freeze response is triggered in almost every waking moment in these times. I am learning to overcome my triggers by facing my traumas and putting them in their rightful place. I know many others who are doing the same. We can make a difference in our lives and the world. I'm a professional aromatherapist, and through my work, I have found purpose and the tools I need to help myself and others. This podcast will shed light on the effects of trauma and what my guests and I are doing to overcome ours while helping others in the process. Please join us on this journey as we find others using their voice to help trauma survivors too. I'm your host, Amanda May Fitzgerald, and this is something I can do. I still sit here with it all. Hello and welcome to Something I Can Do. This week I have with me Vanessa Boucher. Vanessa is a co-founder at Severa, an essential oil startup upsetting the aromatic industry. For nine years, Vanessa taught at Texas Christian University as a professor of political science. Her contributions to research in the area of anti-trafficking include the creation of the first database tracking federal prosecutions for human trafficking. It's humantraffickingdata.org. Vanessa, thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You and I met in 2019 at the AIA conference in Minnesota, and I was immediately impressed by first your independent testing of essential oils Um, Not only did you make sure uh, that the oils that you were offering were GCMS tested by the distributors, but you were independently having your oils tested. And that really stood out to me first and foremost. But then I started talking with you about the mission of Severa and um, it, it, uh, it floored me. It really floored me. So could you tell our our listeners how Severa got started and um, the, the story behind its creation? Yeah. So I was, as you said, a formerly a professor of political science, and most of my scholarship had been on the issue of human trafficking. I, uh, for over 15 years, had done lots and lots of research, interviewed hundreds of um, <clears throat> hundreds of survivors of trafficking in the United States and in other countries, traveled the globe, studying the issue from various points of view. And in 2017, I found myself in India 
I was sitting on the floor of a medical clinic in the red light district, speaking to some of the women who happened to be there that day. And on this particular day, one woman said to me, why should I share my story with you? Why should I tell you anything about myself? You're no different than the people that come and exploit me for my body. You're exploiting my story. And you're probably going to go back to your country and write a book about me and publish that book and make money off of that book, which makes you no different than a trafficker. Wow. So I was very convicted by what she said and told her that I completely understood where she was coming from, but that I did genuinely care. And if there was one thing that she needed, what was it? And she said, I need dignified employment to get out of this dirty business. And so I told her, I'm going to help you do that. Now I was not planning on starting a business in order to follow through on that commitment. I really planned on making a couple phone calls to find some type of vocational training that already existed in Delhi, helping women that wanted to get out of the brothels. And unfortunately, I searched for that for six months and exhausted my connections, not only in Delhi, but really across the country. to try to find something for her and could not find anything. So I ended up founding Severa to make good on my promise to this one woman that I would help her find a job. And fast forward, you know, a couple of years now, and we are providing jobs to seven ladies in Delhi who have all moved out of the brothels at this point and are, um, have, you know, went from having no bank account to now having a bank account, having um, no ability to read or write to now able to read and write, not knowing how to take public transportation to now taking public transportation every single day to work. Um, So, you know, the, the success stories of what they've been able to do just on the basis of having living wage, sustainable, dignified work that invests in them as holistic human beings is remarkable. But we're also now providing jobs to survivors of trafficking in the United States who find it very difficult to, you know, reintegrate into the formal sector of the economy after the extreme trauma that they've been through, but then also after a variety of other challenges that they face as well. So that's kind of how I got started. And where we're at now with respect to providing jobs to survivors. But the reason we decided to become an essential oil business was really kind of interesting because most people start a business, you have a market solution or a market problem, and you're trying to bring a market solution to bear. Well, I didn't find a market problem. I really (laughs) had a social problem that I thought could be met with a market solution. So then the question became, well, what what kind of a business do we want to be? What kind of a business are we going to be? And I had five criteria. The first criteria was that I wanted it to be something deeply rooted in Indian culture and tradition. The second was that I wanted it to be in the wellness space. Um, And the reason for that was that, you know, our entire ethos as a company was about holistic wellness and holistic flourishing for our employees. That was why we started, but we also wanted our product to provide that to our customers as well. So that was the second criteria. The third criteria was something that was a consumable product. So people buy it, they love it, they run out of it, they need to buy more, right? So I felt like that was the best business model to kind of ensure our sustainability going forward. 
Fourth was that it's a growing market. And then fifth is that it's a growing market that lacks what I would consider to be a really socially conscious brand option. And so, you know, in a growing market that lacks that socially conscious brand option, we would be able to come in and kind of grab that market share um, to provide that for the conscious consumer, which is a growing number of people across the country, but also across the world. So we landed on three potentials, essential oils, deeply rooted in Ayurvedic healing tradition, um, holistic, supports holistic wellness, um, uh, consumable product, um, and then we can talk about the industry, you know, later. But so essential oils, tea or spices, and with respect to you know, looking at the three of those and doing a, a market analysis across the board for the three of them, we decided that essential oils was really where, where it was at in terms of the ability to grow a scalable business into the future for the next, you know, 10 to 20 years. So oh. that's how we decided on essential oils. It was really all about, you know, those five criteria and holistic wellness and wanting to be a company whose ethos was all about wellness inside out, backwards and forwards, up, up and down right. um, for our customers and our, and our employees. Well, I find it, well, I found it and still find it um, very um, interesting, but also uh, kismet is that a is that a good term to use that that you chose essential oils because i had gone to the 2019 conference with um with the intention of finding a business that i could consult with i had put it out into the universe so to speak and um i just it just was my intention and then the morning that we met um, there was a yoga class and the, the yogi set the intention for everyone in the room to think of new beginnings and what would you like your new beginning to be? And she explained that that's what Severa meant. And so, and I didn't even really hear the word very well, but but I knew that that's what she was referring to, that it was new beginnings because and I thought, oh, that's wonderful because that that's kind of my intention for this whole conference. Mm -hmm. And then I saw your sign from across the room, Severa, and it grabbed my attention immediately because I use this, um, I use the word Hira in an email of mine Um because it reminds me that I I want to do good things here in our earth. I, it's just a personal um, feeling that I or a personal connection that I have with that word. I know it's a goddess and that, that makes me sound very egotistical, but I don't care. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so but when I saw save, and Hira together, and I like was just feeling like at this point in my career where it was like, am I doing the right thing? It just felt like this big beacon. So then I came over to talk to you. Your essential oils are amazing. You've got this wonderful um, mission statement about 
giving good quality oils to the industry, which, by the way, for a startup, not a lot of essential oil startups do. They're more focused on the flash and the, and the you know, um, really keying into the wellness side of things, which is is important, but a lot of people miss the quality. Um, and you didn't. So, and then when you started telling me Severa's mission, I believe I started crying. And I tried really hard to hold back from telling you my own story. But eventually it was just like, no, uh, this, there's too much coincidence here. I have to tell her that I am a trafficking survivor and that it just floored me that you were using essential oils to try and reach out to trafficking survivors and give them a second chance. Um, it just, it, it's amazing. And I felt like I needed to offer um, for me to be, to work with you in any way that I could. We, we sat down at that conference and we talked um, about some ways that we might be able to collaborate. And so for the last couple years, we have been touching base with each other every couple months. And um, actually the creation of this podcast is because of your suggestion at the conference. And um, I just, I'm really grateful that we met and that, that this is that, that we have this overlap and, and that I'm not really sure exactly how we will work together in the future, what it will all look like, but I know that we will continue to work together towards both this cause of essential oil um, quality as well as um, working to help trafficking survivors. And I wanted to talk to you about what you mentioned in, when you were um, explaining the genesis of um, Severa you mentioned how hard it is for trafficking survivors to uh, to integrate back into society. And that really is a good way to put it because it is an integration back into society because trafficking and trafficking uh, ringleaders do a very good job of pulling their victims away from uh, anyone that could possibly give them uh, a helping hand in any way or could uh, deter them from their main goal, which is to keep them as trafficking victims. So one of the ways that they do that is by mental manipulation. And it's really difficult. It's been difficult for me since I recognized that I was trafficked um, to... I recognize the ways in which I have a hard time trusting people. You know, complex post-traumatic stress disorder is, it affects people um, in all the ways that PTSD does, but the complex part of it is that it really, it changes the way that um, you view yourself it changes the way that you view others 
And it really makes it difficult to work well with others. Um, and that that's a huge hurdle to overcome. And it really, to me, the more that I've I've studied um, complex post-traumatic stress disorder and PTSD. It really helps me see why it's been so hard for me to be successful in in my career and with family members. So I really commend Severa for being a company that recognizes that it takes a holistic approach to get survivors the help that they need in order to be successful because it's it's a huge thing to be able to give back to society as a person i think yeah we have um in you know the the recognition that our our employees are holistic human beings they're not just employees at severa and they come to severa from a variety of different backgrounds but all joined in this experience of having been highly exploited. And so we have a program that we call our PIES model. It's our model of holistic flourishing. And PIES stands for physical, intellectual, economic, and spiritual growth and development. And we have a, you know, when, when, when an employee first takes on a job with Severa, we kind of do a baseline assessment of where are they at along these different dimensions. And our theory of change is that as they um, grow, not only in their position at Severa, but as their position at Severa allows them to grow in many other ways, we are, we see them move out. And so if you can picture a circle with four pieces of pizza, right? Cut it into a pie of four. And then in addition to that, picture three concentric circles. The innermost circle is what we call our micro level. It's a very personal level where, you know, you're still in fight or flight. And when you're in fight or flight, and when you're in a mode of extreme stress, you are only focused on yourself and your own survival. It's really difficult for you to think about your relationships. It's difficult for you to think about, um, you know, your role in society writ large. You're really just focused on the here and now. What yeah. do I need to do for me right now to survive, right? Right. So that's the level, that's the micro level that we just kind of assume that a lot of people will be in when they first get a job with Severa. Yeah. I know I was there for a long time. For a long time. And because it takes, I mean, people, you know, in this, in this kind of conspicuous consumption, instant gratification culture that we live in, we think that people should just be able to get over things, right? Like get over it. But healing the brain is healing trauma requires healing the brain. I mean, fundamentally, and thankfully our brains can heal themselves, right? Like they, if, if we pursue the right pathways, we can create new neural pathways to heal ourselves, but it takes time. It It does time. And you have to do the work. Yeah. Like that's one of the biggest um, indicators of PTSD is avoidance. And that's, and I could, I really want with this podcast to help people understand PTSD and how it works. And it really isn't something that you can just say to yourself, oh, I'm just going to 
get over this. You know, because you have, your brain has been rewired, your entire physiological self has been rewired. Like you respond differently and more dramatically to um, emotions and it's not your fault. Right. It It's because that's how your brain is wired and it can be reversed like you were talking about, but it takes the work. It takes, it takes and it time takes, and it work. Yeah. Hard a, work too. And a whole, um, like you were saying, I love your pies model because it is a holistic it's a holistic work. It takes therapy. It takes whatever that therapy looks like for you because there's many options. It takes um, physical therapy. It takes, you know, a lot of personal work. It takes, um, you know, depending on your symptom picture, definitely doctors need to be involved, just depending on that. What kind there could be specialists. For me, it was an endocrinologist as well as a neurologist. Um, I've used acupuncture. I mean, there's so many, uh, so many modalities, but the one that I relied on most, and I never realized what I was using it for all these years was aromatherapy. And now that I know about aromatherapy, I understand why I was gravitating to it so much. Because it, when you smell, especially an essential oil, because, you know, those are scents directly from nature, it disrupts your fight or flight response. You know, the the fight or flight response is processed in the same area of the brain as the olfactory system. And when you take that whiff of an essential oil, you're able to disrupt that response and it takes you back to your higher brain. At least that's how it feels to me when when I use it. And aromatherapy is what allowed me at first... Because when I recognized PTSD at first, it did become more severe because I had ignored it for so long. And now I was realizing where it came from, right? So it was strong at first. And recognizing that the essential oils were helping me and then recognizing the PTSD, I was able to go back out and interact with the world with what I feel like was my Dumbo feather because I knew that if something triggered me, I'd be able to smell that scent and get myself back. And I wouldn't hopefully make a fool of myself in front of a bunch of people. Cause that's a that's worry. Really, yeah. That's really interesting. You know, one of our employees at Severa here, um, her therapist said the exact same thing. And this is her therapist had no idea that she worked for an aromatherapy company, but in to, you know, one of the best ways to deal with triggers associated with PTSD is to come back to your five senses, because what the triggers do is they take you away from the, your, from the reality of the physicality of your body and your environment in that moment, right? It kind of just takes you away to this place where you're actually not. And And in that moment, sorry, I just want to, cause I just want to share so that from my perspective, really quick, um, in that moment, you feel that you're in reality. You, you think you are until you recognize that you're 
actually in a PTSD triggered moment, Mm -hmm. it feels real. So yeah, anyway, and so the way that her therapist told her to, to, to deal with those triggers is to literally, um, engage your five senses right then and there. And so things like tapping, you know, like tap yourself, um, make sure that, you know, and then, and then smelling something, right. She said, so touch, smell, taste, you know, she said, whatever you need to do in that moment, but smell is a huge one because, because it's, sorry, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> no, you know better than I do. You're <laughs> it's the fastest. It's yeah. the one that we process the quickest. It's the quickest way. It's the scent. And it just blows my mind, Vanessa, that <laughs> you had no idea about any of this, but you chose essential oils. Um, Literally. Mandy, I cannot, that's why people like, they, like, I, I did not know any of this. All I knew was like, oh, essential oils have a lot of wellness benefits and we want to be a wellness company. So let's do essential oils. But then the deeper I got into it, you know, obviously you're going to start a company. So you got to start studying, you know, studying up on it. And the deeper I got into it, the deeper I realized like, oh, wow, this is like this, this is actually amazing. The other thing about oils is, I mean, biblically speaking, they do have a level of spiritual significance as well. Yeah. You know, yep. in addition to the fact that your sense of smell is the most closely tied to your memories. Mm-hmm. And so the beauty of that with respect to engaging triggers is that by by smelling something new or something that has a good connotation to you, you can replace that old triggered memory with something that's very real and very grounded and very here, right? And essential oils in and of themselves. Yes. So you have all those layers, right? And, right. and essential oils in and of themselves, the the oil, they work on all of those levels. They work on our bodies. They have pain relief qualities right they work spiritually in us because there is there's something that you cannot define when you use essential oils that that just brings you back to the spirit um and then they also work mentally Mm -hmm. in the ways that we just described so i mean all these layers and yeah and so when you talk about holistic wellness and then the fact that like our our product really does elevate, you know, holistic wellness. I mean, you know, you talked about the physical qualities. So, you know, there's the antibacterial, antiviral, antimicrobial elements of certain oils, which is like very, very much contributing to natural physical wellness. But then, you know, on top of that, then you have the mental, emotional and, and sort of, spiritual where like, you know, things that we can't really understand or describe, but like, you know, in biblical times, anointing with oil, like Mm -hmm. that's something that you can't necessarily understand with our human comprehension and brain. Well, why? What's the point of that? Clearly there's something to it, right? Frankincense and myrrh were brought to the baby Jesus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's just, yeah, it's just amazing. Um, and, and the fact that and and then I see Severa as very layered as well. And I know we were 
we were talking about those layers, but it, it amazes me that through your one company who chose essential oils that didn't really understand how layered they were and how much they were going to help their survivors, the, the business model of your company also is disrupting the essential oil industry because the idea (laughs) because in the essential oil industry in and of itself you have people or um you have farms um who aren't serving the people who work on their farms you know that's an issue in our industry you have countries that um that have these resources that we in the in the western part of the world pay lots of money for and those that money does not make it back into the pockets of uh, the people who are creating it so you by focusing on being sure that the quality is there by focusing on on being sure that you are socially focused on making sure that these people have dignified employment, not these people, these us, me, mm-hmm. I, I, you, I have worked with you in creating um, the two holiday blends that are being sold currently: Tannenbaum Lights and Warm Memories. That was a labor of love that I, I feel very blessed to to have been able to be a part of. So the the way that you're changing lives through the mo- the modality that I love, like that I just I'm so grateful for you. I just want you to know that. Well, thank you. And I'm grateful for you too, because just as you went to AIA in 2019 and thought, oh, it'd be great to have a company to consult for. We went to AIA going, oh, it would be great to find an aromatherapist who is moved by our mission and our dedication to our dedication and our commitment to quality and transparency and accountability and sustainability and all of these things, I did not necessarily, I I didn't even dream actually that we would um, encounter an aromatherapist who was passionate about all of those things and also had lived experience with our mission. That was not, that was not something that I really thought would I would ever find. (laughs) Um, And so I just want to say, though, that, yes, um, buy a bunch of Tannenbaum lights and warm memories during the holiday season because because Mandy benefits and I won't necessarily tell you (laughs) how or why, but it is a huge blessing for us to be able to work with her and contract with her to create our signature blends that nobody else has that are very special to Severa. And, you know, you know, in, in, in this way, be able to pour back into her, her own business. So. Thank you. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, definitely 
I hope that we have more conversations in the future. Um, you and I, I'd like to oh, have you will. back. Yeah. Whether on the podcast or <laughs> Oh no, we're definitely having more conversations yeah. in the future, but in the podcast, I would like to definitely yeah. bring you back on a regular basis and have updates on how Severa is doing and, 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 you know, how we are moving forward and, sure. and the progress that is being made because, um, I can't wait to see how it grows because, it's growing. Yep. Yep. So thank you so, so very much for being here with me. And, um, I, I appreciate you very much. This is something we can do. Yes. This is all right. appropriate, appropriately named podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you so much for having me, Mandy. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Here is something you can do, something you can do, this is something you can do, something you can do, here is something I can do, something I can do, this is something I can do, something I can do.